0: listening to the News That Matters podcast, I'm your host, Jeff McCoy. And I'm your host, Larry Thornton. The News That Matters podcast is brought to you by the Missions Tribune newspaper. And on today's show, we're going to be bringing you the news that matters. Our first story we're going to discuss is where the Supreme Court declares, declines to hear the Sander Merritt case, and the second about the attack on Israel. So get yourself a cup of coffee, sit back. We'll be right back after this brief message.
1: This show is brought to you by the Missions Tribune newspaper. We bring you the news that matters, unfiltered, without bias. The news that affects you, your family, church, or nation. The public has a great amount of distrust for the media today. Somehow the fourth estate fell from a great voice in the nation. A press corp that held officials accountable, a trusted source of unbiased news, to an entertainment report where the news is written to fit an agenda and not the facts. That's why we started the Missions Tribune newspaper. We wanted to tell the news as it is, the news that matter. Our reporters have international experience and long investigative pieces to their credit. We cover humanitarian and religious news from your church or savior group to around the world. Subscribe today at themissionstribune.com. Subscribe. We'll send a copy out to your home or office every two weeks. Thanks for supporting journalism that brings you the stories that matter to you.
0: Okay, Larry, here we go.
2: Yeah,
0: first story um, actually involves the Planned Parenthood. Again, yeah, we've got the Supreme Court that's declined to hear the Sandra Merritt case. We've been reporting on this story for uh, the last couple years, and um, this one's more than just a uh, you know, a pro-life issue, which it is very much so a pro-life issue. But in addition to that, it's really the freedom of the press and how you can obtain information. This uh, decision of not hearing this case out leaves a lot of things hanging. You know, how far can a journalist go to get information on a story that he's providing? Um, I have done some investigative reporting in the past, and it has required either being embedded or working undercover. I've posed as different people, homeless and thing and you know all kinds of different ways to present myself. Now, typically as a journalist you wouldn't do that to just blind some blindside somebody. You know, like if I was going to ask you a question at your bank and if I came in to talk to you, I would identify myself immediately. I would say I'm a reporter. Cuz typically most corporations will want to send you to a press office and they have regulations that don't allow the employees to talk to you if you're a reporter. And I think the main reason that that was put in place is so that people can not misrepresent by honestly making a mistake and misrepresent the bank or misquote something from that company or get the, the, the numbers wrong, something like that. Well, in this particular case, they had an undercover operation that went on for over 30 months but, you know, what they did was they went in undercover. They used video cameras to capture conversations that they were in and to talk into Planned Parenthood about the sale of body parts. That's what they were doing. In the course of doing that, they stumbled upon information where they were talking about how to how the abortions were being done to be able to sell more organs intact and things like that. The Supreme Court has ruled well the uh, the lower courts have has ruled that they're responsible for this that 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 was not allowed to be done that way and so now both of them both of the people of this organization are looking at some jail time and some heavy fines talking about Mrs. Merritt and David uh, DeLeden. yeah and so but both of those had an organization that they put together for the sole purpose of this undercover investigation they published the 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 video and that came back in in a bad way, so for them, it basically, it, it really boils down to this: the abortion industry is very well protected, and very well insulated, and very, very wealthy. So they're going to block any type of attempt that that you know exposes the truth to this whole thing. I remember when that came out, uh, like I said,
2: fifteen or about. 2015-16 when that happened yeah and
0: uh, it was it was a shock to most Christians yes actually you know that I'm glad you mentioned that because that was another thing I wanted to talk about too most Christians consider themselves pro-life not all Christians do some some don't agree with it they some do side with abortion but I would and I'm just guessing here but I would say the majority of Christians are pro-life but the difference is they don't completely understand it. And I'm not saying that in a derogatory way because I didn't even understand it until I started actually working on this story, you know, going to the Supreme Court, going to these marches, going to these rallies and talking to people on both sides of it. The And and I can see, you know, it is such a clash sometimes at the Supreme Court, on the steps of the Supreme Court, because you have pro-lifers holding up signs that, that say they're pro-life. And then you have the Nationalization for Women and Planned Parenthood, on the other side, holding up their signs. And sometimes the police have to come and separate the two groups. Stand between them, if not that. (laughs) Yeah, because it can get out of hand. For the most part, though, you know, as Christians are becoming more and more exposed to this, you know, if you would say, are you pro-life? Most would say yes, but if they don't understand or they don't know about late-term abortion, you know, and and we talked about this just a couple shows ago, where it is happening, it's happening often, and it, there's such a thing as late-term abortion. This is where you're killing a baby that is being born at the time of birth, you know. So these type of things shock a lot of people, and even people that are not Christian, that, you know, that are may or may not be pro-life, they typically oppose that type of thing.
2: Well, but,
0: most of them, I read
2: a statistic, I don't remember it, but... The 15 week is the kind of the the abortion. If they do it before the 15th week, there's not that many people against it. I right. mean, of the of the anti-abortion, but the people who are not, I mean, pro, uh, anti-life. If, if the pro-choice people, uh, like anything after that, it, go, it goes way down. If you say um, after uh, six months, then they're not. They will. Uh, they're, the the figures go down to maybe only 20 cent 20 yeah. percent or something like that approve of abortions you know at that uh, p- after that point
0: that's right yeah and and the thing is you've got a, that is actually a, a chart that you could even look at and see very graphically mm-hmm. how the people are but even the, now the pro-abortion camp they are for abortion whenever however no no reason needed, you know, and as late as it can be, some are even after birth, you know, some people support Maryland, Maryland people. A lot of those have supported that. Yeah. California. There's a lot of places that are getting, getting a little weird, but you know, the the problem is we're talking about a, a human life, but we're also talking about freedom of speech and freedom of the press. And that is a real issue, I think, because if you can be bullied down as a journalist, you know, we used to be the fourth estate; we were the ones that held the officials accountable. You know, they could right. get away with different things; they could do behind the door. You know, Not now it in. depends
2: on what politics you have or whether you're going to hold somebody's foot to the right. fire.
0: Yeah, and then also on top of that, people listen. You know, we we see a very divided news presentation now you know you can watch the left or you can watch the right there's not the days of walter cronkite are pretty much done now i found one station on cable that, that does the news and not, and has no opinion whatsoever yeah that's pretty rare yeah and that's good though but you know the thing is it used to be walter cronkite would tell you the news and then you decided if, right. if you agreed or disagreed or if you believe but you could pretty much believe what he said you, could believe, you may not agree with what had happened, but you could believe that he was telling you the truth. He was the voice, yeah. you know, and, and there's been others. Uh, yeah,
2: I, I used to watch, uh, my mother liked NBC, so it was Chet Huntley and David Brinkley.
0: Yeah, David Brinkley, uh, you know, he did the, the, every Sunday morning that he had this show, and <laughs> you didn't want to sit across the seat from him if you if you was not doing the right thing because he was going but to that, But, the again, moment. they normally, normally uh, pretty well towed
2: the line as to, what was really happening
0: well and sam donaldson you looked at him he was out there he he, from abc he was always really loud he's shouting out he wasn't going to let it go he he was going to stay on it and you didn't want him hanging on Mm you and then today the press more works like a public relations unfortunately many of them do and and for the for the ones that are being true and honest they're really going to be facing Hardship now, because if you write something that they don't like it, they can just sue you for twenty million dollars or threaten to put you in jail. You know this, but isn't the
2: uh, going undercover like this to get this stuff? Is is that not like
0: entrapment? No, I don't think so because you can't. Where it would be, you are not encouraging them.
2: You are asking the questions. You are you are encouraging them to answer stuff that could incriminate them. You know, like a police officer cannot do stuff to.
0: and trap the criminal. Right. That's right. And that's, they're protected under the constitution. But when a journalist is there, you're, we're holding you as a public official or, you know, even a criminal, we're holding you responsible for these actions. Sometimes we're the only ones that can get in that deep. Now I do believe that, you know, I, I do totally agree with slander laws. You know, like if I go and I print a story that says that you're a drug dealer in your neighborhood, you have the right to sue me. If we go to court, I will lose. Right. Because you're not a, a drug dealer. You're not, you don't have anything to do with drugs. And here I've ruined your reputation by saying these things about you. And it was a, you know, this is a, a bad lie, but in the undercover work, you find a lot of times that you're getting things that are not a lie. And you know, as you, the higher up you go in the rank to, of a politician, when you get to the U S Congress, many, not all the time, but many times, they'll have somebody there on their staff that will be recording you so to make sure that you can't take them out of context. And and I've always agreed to that. Sometimes they tell me, sometimes they don't. But if they do tell me, I'm always in full agreement of it. Sure. Yeah, because I'm not trying to take them out of context. I'm trying to tell the story. If they're a Democrat or a Republican, I'm trying to tell the story that they're telling me. But undercover work really helps you find – a lot of corruption that nobody else can fix sometimes, and I've right. know this from personal experience and things that I've seen. Yeah, and I guess work.
2: that's true because I have a neighbor who just retired as an undercut. he was undercover policeman here in Mississippi County for the city, actually of Martinsburg, and uh, he just retired. They just gave him a big award, but he. Um, You know, was doing what, what I guess these people were doing is to infiltrate, and like you did as a journalist, but to infiltrate the gangs or the dope dealers or whomever it might be, and to gather evidence. He's so he's not really, yeah.
0: As I think about this, he's all he is doing is gathering evidence, right? And see, that's what we're doing. We're we're not trying to plan it or slant it. You know, we're going to witness what is being done, or you're going to tell us what's being done, and then we're going to. We're going to use that, you know. I've actually gone with drug dealers before. There's a limit to what line you can cross, though. Yeah, you know, you can actually cross a line and commit a crime, but you're you're not supposed to commit a crime when you're gathering the news. But if I'm interviewing somebody and they're telling me, or if I get it from the jail, or if I get it from somebody out on the street, you know, we're we're careful in those kind of cases not to expose where that source is because yeah. it could endanger their lives. And I've been, you know, we, we've had our clashes sometimes with law enforcement over where, who our sources are. Yeah. And, and we've never once given them up, not right. one time. And we never will because that's just being a good journalist. You know, you, you, you already told him you would never expose them, But once you get into somebody's world and you're there and you are not participating in the crime, but you're learning about how it works or how the drug, you know, we did a story where we learned where the drugs are coming from that come into the Eastern Panhandle. Of West Virginia, Mm -hmm. and so not all of it, but where the a lot of these really good pure drugs that were coming into this area, and it took time. We just kept working it and working it until we made our way up to the top. And once we got up to that top, we never did get in. We never, nobody opened the door for us at that point. But we had the story, and we knew what you know what was going on and how it works, how they do it, how they distribute it. It's very well organized. Well, I guess bottom line
2: is uh, that. Supreme Court, whoever, whichever justice was ruling on
0: this, thought there was very little merit in the merit case. Yeah, they, they've, they've turned it down along with several other yeah. uh, cases. That have but we have on. won.
2: I was just saying to you before we started that the conservatives have won a lot more thanks to Trump's nominees, et cetera, where we were always crying on
0: about every decision back in the 80s and 90s. Right. But so you, it's, it's, that's true. And you're right. But you know what? We still have to stand. Still got to fight. Yeah. yeah still got to fight. fight and we got to stand for the unborn. That's for sure.
2: Are you looking for a job that you'll love? An office with a view? Call Custer Trucking. New trucks. Long hauls. $1,500 weekly. Call 304-822-0959. Drive for a company that lets you haul the money home. This podcast has been selected by panelists from BeatSpot as one of the top 60 humanitarian podcasts on the web. We landed at number nine. We are reaching over 50 countries too. God has blessed us. Thank you for tuning in. And now back to the show.
0: Okay. So, our next story. Attack on Israel results
2: in at least 40 babies killed, some beheaded, and, uh, there's a lot more than that killed, As there? Every day, the, the death toll in Israel keeps going up and up and up. Yes, it does. This is a current story, that's for sure. But in one area, uh, Kafar Aza, an area overrun by Hamas terrorists, they discovered about 40 dead babies, some beheaded. The terrorists struck fast and in complete surprise, overrunning homes before civilians could escape. Uh, now, that, I thought this was, you know, we have. Uh, way to, with uh, DNA, but they said yeah, Israeli soldiers are attempting to use bones to identify the victims, according to the report.
0: Yeah, I'm sure there was quite a bit of damage in those areas uh-huh. right now. Uh, we We've seen Israel be attacked before but i've never seen anything that was quite this heavy well, it was coordinated it was very well coordinated it was well funded with the money that joe biden gave over well, to well that, that money
2: ha- is still there i just read a report today they're and, asking him to and freeze they're it. asking to freeze it yeah i think it's qatar or as they say now the news says cutter but I, I was stationed there for a while and it was qatar back
0: then <laughs> well, that's what it should be then you would know <laughs> but you know things change well you know the thing is though it's it was a well-coordinated heavy attack. Uh, they're calling now for more attacks here in the United States, which we haven't seen as of today so far. But, uh, you know, law enforcement's on full alert pretty much everywhere mm. across the country. And we. this is something that just has gotten out of, out of hand. Well, all the
2: reservists, which is about half of the country, the men, uh, have been called up. Yeah. And they are not going to – I mean, they're,
0: it's just um, – Dr- horrific yeah. it's the only word i can use horrific and law enforcement here has been notified especially in the major cities um and large and small they've been notified and new york city was required to uh, come to work today in uniform so they're putting a lot of people out on the street right now to try to protect the area this is something that's really bad and you would think that we would be more proactive than I am just really surprised. But of course, without having a speaker of the house as of the time that we're making this recording, you know, that's, it's kind of leaving us hanging here. We, this was a, this is just a perfect, perfect storm for the terrorist here. Yeah, well, they, they said they'd been planning. I saw
2: a, a, an official from uh, one of the countries said they had been planning this for two years. Yeah. It wasn't just, okay, it's time to go. Let's go. It's been, it was a two year plan. Um, where did they get the gliders? Where did they get the ideas? You know, and, uh, it's it's been reported it's Iran. And, of course, they say no, but they have the biggest um, reason to yeah. back it. And uh, But why did they attack on that day? Did you know that that, yeah, that was the 50th anniversary of the Yom Kippur War?
0: Right. And, you know, the other thing, too, is if you look at it, also in history there was a time where the, Catholic Church had funded the Navy during one of the Crusades. That happened on that same day too, where there was a victory for Christians at that point. But the thing that really surprises me the most is that I don't think that they would have tried that under Reagan or Trump. Right? You know, a a strong John F. Kennedy, he wouldn't have. You know, this wouldn't have been happening. They call this the other thing is they call it the uh, Israel Hamas
2: War. You know, it was not a war per se. For that, it was an Hamas attack and massacre. Right. Yeah, so a attack. <laughs> yeah, you know, they're trying to spin it. The, a lot of people are trying to spin it the other way that it's a war. Um, you know, Israel is just responding to the unprovoked attacks,
0: uh, like we did in nine eleven. Well, that's true, but I, I can also tell you, but for sure. There's going to be a great amount of spin right now. Oh, yeah. You can just watch how this goes. First, people were very, Americans were upset because there was, they watched civilian women and children that were dead in the street, Israelis. Yeah. Now what's happening is you've got Congress, some members of Congress, putting the Palestinian flag up and the squad, they're going up to New York and they're holding a pro Hamas rally. You know, you've got these type of events going on. It basically, it makes it look like we, we just really don't have any good leadership anymore in Congress. I mean, it's just, it's pathetic that something like that would happen, but this spin will continue. So we'll start to see the news come out and say, this is a horrific attack, but they're going to start softening that at and changing the words, and then they're going to say, poor Hamas.
2: Yeah, they're going to start showing pictures on there of babies that, that are killed uh, by bombs, you know, and, and some of it uh, are fabricated right. pictures, et
0: cetera. And then they're going to, people will shift over. Now, I'm sure uh, you probably saw what happened at Harvard, didn't you, where the, the these different student groups wrote a letter condemning Israel. And it's 25 Fortune 500 companies wrote to Harvard and said, we'd like to know the names of every member of those clubs, so we'll make sure to never hire them. Oh, did they? Yeah. I, no, I did not because I've been on the road. I yeah. just
2: got back last night.
0: Like. Yeah, well, that's what uh, that's what happened there. But believe it or not, since that came out, there's been several more colleges that are falling in line condemning Israel. Mm. So now we'll start seeing that snowball effect that I was talking well, about. Well, right on, uh, on the way, well, I
2: was on the road for a short like, getaway from wife and I, but there was, saw that, Uh, And I got got thinking about this. Why did they uh, attack at this point? Too, Uh, there is Israel. Israel is divided like United States. I mean, they've got the the two factions in there uh, within the government, the people surrounding the government. uh, They didn't think that Israel would be able to respond, so they went ahead and they thought, and again, thought maybe like I had said in one of my columns that they had gotten complacent and evidently they must have a little bit because, uh, they, they broke through every which way and, and they, they weren't ready. Right. It was a well-planned attack, but I this mean- is just like the U S that's why we, why we, and I wrote this in my last column, uh, uh, we law, we were not, they attacked us because we were complacent, a complacent country. We thought everything is just fine. We do anything. Wasn't paying attention. Yeah. And, you know, based on what we're doing, as I said in that article, I believe we are complacent once again and are going to be attacked within the
0: next few years. Well, you know, right now it could even happen today because we are pretty lax. And and the thing is, if you look, now Israel was quick to respond. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, Of course, that, they always are. But the other reason I think for the timing of the attack is what would be a, a better time. You've got Joe Biden in the white house, yeah. you know, so you, you're, you know, it's going to take a while for the, I, I mean, Biden is saying all the right things right now. Like mm-hmm. we we've got the Navy closing in and, but really we're not, we're, they know even now, you not, know they're, they're not going to do anything much. Yeah, yeah they're, they're, they're 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 not they're, worried. They're there to show force, but not you know just show support, I guess, instead of show force. Yeah, but uh, if they got somebody on the ground, that navy would come in real handy, sitting out there. But right now, we don't have anybody over there except for our civilian citizens that have been taken prisoner. Uh, there's a team right now that is going in, an ex-green uh, beret. Is going in with a team of people trying to
2: extract them. Well, oh, that's. Uh, are you talking about Congressman, uh, Florida Representative Corey Mills? Uh, he's doing that. I don't know if you, you're who you're talking about yeah. there, but uh, he all. There were two or three that went into Afghanistan and did it. Yeah, and one of which was uh, Congressman Corey Mills, who was also military special forces, I believe. But so far, he has helped 32 Americans to get out. And they go in where the where the Americans. They make a test run first. He has some people that he knows and trusts. That's all I'll say, helping him. And uh, so they will get them to one of the border countries that they know is secure that they that they, they can then get back to America. Yeah, working through the
0: State Department yeah. to get everything they need. And he
2: he he did this. Yes, yeah, just as he did after the disastrous withdrawal by the Biden administration, leaving hundreds of Americans and. Like I said, there were more than one. There were several people because the administration wouldn't do anything. Yeah.
0: And, you know, here's the case where it, it is, it's something that we have to turn this over to quasi-commando. Uh, yeah, but thank I, yeah, yeah, thank God. I, well, thank I God agree. we have a hero American heroes Absolutely. who are not cowards like this administration. Yeah, and I agree. But it, this is something that should be taken care of from the very beginning. You know, I, I remember when Reagan was president and— uh, Israel blew up that plant that they were building that was being built against yeah. them, the nuclear plant. And, and they're working their way up. Everybody's getting a phone call in the middle of the night. And all the, all the senior st- people are saying, Oh, we better come out and condemn Israel for this and everything. And they woke Reagan up and he said, do they need any more jets? I mean, he <laughs> he was like, good. He, he knew that that was, Apparently, he was in the loop enough, but the fact was he wasn't going out and going to issue a letter of apology for what Israel did to protect themselves. Yeah. You know, he said, no, we're, do they need any more jets? You know, one of the reasons I think that maybe uh, they
2: also, they attacked is the fact that uh, Iran had them attack is that. They were starting to make peace. You had the Abraham Accord and all this yeah. stuff. So with Saudi Arabia and with the UAE, I spent some time in the United Arab Emirates, too, the UAE and Saudi Arabia, but I kept away from there. We went downtown, UAE one time, and we were warned. You, you kept your head down. You didn't look at the women. You didn't look at everything. You would, you'd have been in big trouble. But yeah. in, they have made peace. Uh, those two countries were making peace with Israel uh, and uh, I don't think I don't know if they've signed it or not. And I think that they have not, and this is one way to uh, try to stop that—that the, right. that the Iran, because they don't; li- those countries do not like Iran. They hate; they're scared to death of them. They hate them, and Iran is-, is trying to get in the middle
0: of this peace accord. And Iran doesn't want peace under any circumstances. No, you know this is—I uh, think one of the great. Problems there is you got to – it's hard to have an enemy like that yeah. because they 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 want to die they want to go see Allah and, and they're looking well maybe we to, can help them yeah <laughs> send them right on their way I didn't
2: one thing I uh, real found out and I re- didn't realize this was that uh, they wanted another one of those points that they may have reason they've done this is they uh, Iran causes is they wanted to disrupt their growing energy business. And yeah. I didn't realize that, you know, I always thought, well, you know, God led them to the promised land, and it was the only land in the whole Middle East that didn't have oil. So, what, so the promise I always wondered about that. But right off the coast, they have now have all kind of platforms uh, drilling and producing natural gas in particular. And they were supposed to, uh, before it was ordered shut down because of the war, or this, the, the what the violence going on? Uh, it it was to provide energy for all of Europe or most of Europe through Egypt uh, for the upcoming year, winter coming up. Yeah, and that th- could be a reason. He made the because idea. Russia and Iran, who work together,
0: they like to supply that, and that would cut into their profits. And, you would, you know, with all the profit that they're making, you think that they would not be worried too much about it. But what, apparently that's a big chunk of change there. What I'm worried about is we have open borders here. How many getaways
2: were terrorists? How many of our college students are potential terrorists? Yeah. It might be prudent to arm your, so- your homes and to start to,
0: to carry. I could not agree with you more. Thank you for tuning in to the News That Matters podcast. Special thanks goes out today to Eric Matthias for all the great music you've heard on our show. Thanks, Eric. Great job. And you can find him over at soundimage.org. Go to the missionstribune.com and sign up for our free
2: emails. We'll keep you up to date on what's going on in our newsroom. It's free and it's easy.
0: Yes, it is. And feel free to repost, share, like, and follow this episode. Just find whatever platform you're on. Uh, That helps us uh, reach more people. We'd appreciate it. And this podcast show has been selected by panelists from Feedspot as one of the top
2: 60 humanitarian podcasts on the web. God has blessed us.
0: Yes, he has. Thanks again for tuning in. Have a great day and keep the faith.